Brothers and sisters, friends and comrades, this is the PRC Show. I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. Today on this show, we are going to do episode 0004 of A Complete Idiotech's Guide to Radiohead. And that's going to start at exactly 4 minutes and 10 seconds-ish. So if you want to skip ahead to that part, that will be the A Complete Idiotech's Guide to Radiohead. But um, I have to get out of the house very soon because I'm going to the great Ohio city of now if you had to say what's the best city in Ohio what would you say think is it it's not Marietta it's not Chillicothe it's Cleveland I'm going to Cleveland in about one hour I have to do a billion things before I go because I'm taking my three and a half year old and um how many carrots should I pack do you think he's gonna eat five carrots and some celery I don't know so I'm rushing to do that and before we get to the Radiohead song uh, I'm sorry the Radiohead podcast I'm gonna play you a song called daycare time it's one of the first songs I recorded on my new computer back in I don't know two months ago and uh, it's okay it definitely has Radiohead influence there's no lyrics that's gonna start in a second and on this Radiohead episode, I'm going to have my friends uh, Greg and Liam over. And I might be a little rude to them. I'm sorry. But you got to move things along, and maybe I could have been ruder. So hope you enjoy this episode, this first song. Uh, this is my own song called Daycare Time. Like I don't know how to play play the guitar there. Thanks for listening to my doodling here on the guitars. And at the end of this Radiohead episode, you will also hear me playing the piano and my son singing a song about dinosaurs.
This is a complete Idiotech's Guide to Radiohead, episode 0004. On this show, we'll be going track by track through all Radiohead's official albums, from Pablo Honey to a moon-shaped pool, along with the history of the band, its impact on our lives, and much, much more extemporaneous oratory. I am Paul, along with... Jake. (laughs) And we are here. We are excited to be here, and we have two special guests this week. Um... And uh, we'll get to those in a second, actually. So just hold hold up. Um, but uh, now let's go into that now. So we have two guests. <laughs> Our uh, first guest hails from, uh, where are you from, Mr. Liam? Um, I'm from Pitts- Mount Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, there you go. Mount Lebanon. Nice, uh, nice. And the other guest is? I'm Greg. I'm his father. I'm from uh, Western New York originally nice but nice. here i've been here in pittsburgh for a long time and I'm okay very- we don't need to hear your whole story greg so here we go so um we are now on okay <laughs> we are gonna go over kid a which you know the lads from uh, oxford are doing well sort of i don't know how much you guys know of uh, radiohead liam and greg but um you know they are from oxford england and uh tom york the main guy who was having some hard times uh, he's, he can be a little bit of a joke, uh, a jerk at a time, um, jerk. He, can, he was having some rough times, had a bit of a uh, mental breakdown during the recording of Kid A. Um, and they, this band, this is a landmark album. Okay. Um, and before we get into that, Liam, did you want to say something? Um, not really, except that my dad brought a piece of paper that is that's fine. written down. Okay. okay, no, that's okay. That's okay. This is, show is off to a great start so far. So, um, everyone kind of says that uh, OK Computer is a masterpiece. And when Kid A comes out, it really divided the fan base. Um, you know, you had Pablo Honey, which is a kind of a modern rock-ish album. The Ben's a little different, but that got critical acclaim. Um, and it paid off well. Then OK Computer, everybody said they love it um super critical acclaim uh, i think we talked about jake did we say they had a uh they won some awards with that did they win best um best alternative uh, album i believe um and what do you remember i i i remember nothing actually okay let's just pause here and talk about the year 2000 greg go ahead well i think i remember um because i listened to your podcast for okay computer and i was an active musical listener in 1997. It's the year I got married. Not that anyone cares about that, but I do remember that Time Out of Mind won Album yeah, of right. the Year, which is a fantastic record. We mentioned that. Bob Dylan. Right. And um, that Wait, was his comeback record, and OK Computer lost to him. But they also won alternative rock category, something yeah. that may not have applied, so but that's typical. Time Out of Mind, such a fantastic record. What hits off that album do we still listen to I today? I don't think there's any hits. None. It's a great album. How can it be that it's great perfect. if there's no... <laughs> um, Cold Irons Bound, Love Sick. So if you had a gun to your head and someone said you have not, to listen to these two songs... Not Dark t- Yet is a great song. There's two songs off the album. Which ones are you taking to the deserted island? Not Dark Yet and Love Sick. Okay. Um, I remember that the only thing I remember from that album is uh, Soy Bomb. It's a worthy, worthy winner. And yes. actually, that was a fantastic <laughs> moment. They've edited that out of all the performances. On Jake, YouTube. do you remember Soy Bomb? Yeah, the uh, weird guy with the uh, shit written all over his body, dancing like a yeah. kooky man. Yeah, yeah. Where was that? Was that at the Grammys? Yeah. Um, so the year 2000, 
was Y2K, right? Is that pre? Uh, yeah, the world the world ended. So it, it didn't end, but that was probably when a lot of bad music started. That was the beginning of bad music, Rap right? Rock. Rap rock is no, in effect. It was, yeah, it was at it was probably at its peak there. I thought that was Vanilla Ice. The, um, please give the microphone to Lee. I'm sorry, we're low budget uh, yeah. podcast here. I'm pretty sure that the start of the decline of quality of music started with Vanilla Ice, and that's it. That's all you need to okay, say. Okay, here's what you need to know that. about the year 2000. Okay. Breathe by Faith Hill's number one song. Mm. We're giving a... Everyone here seems to not like that song. I like... Whatever. Okay. Smooth by <laughs> Rob Thomas and Santana. Yes. T- terrible. That's from your generation, though, Greg. Santana. I'm not that Black old. Black Magic Woman. <laughs> <laughs> not that old. Um, uh, Joe. There's an artist, Joe, I Want to Know. Vertical oh. Horizon, Everything You Want. Oof. Okay. Never I think we can all admit this one's a good one. Say my name. Yes. Destiny's Child. Absolutely. Beyonce say my name, start. Say my name. Something, something, something. That's a good one. Savage Garden, I Knew I Loved You. Lone Star, Amazed. Matchbox 20, Bent. Wait. I'm bent. That was the same as uh, Santana. Same year. That was the same as Smooth. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one, though, right? Of the Matchbox 20 yeah. songs, that's a good one. Rob Thomas was all over the place there. Yeah. Tony Braxton, Creed. Creed. They were, they're a band that's easy to hate. Liam, what's your thoughts on Creed? I know nothing He's about Creed. He's got a good. I know absolutely nothing about Creed or most of the stuff from early 2000s. And, uh, like, Liam, how old are you? I am 16. Do 16-year-olds like rap rock? Do they look at... Is that um, a- I... The only rap rock, I know one song... Like, I like one song from Rage Against the Machine, and that's... Okay, but really not you. I'm talking about your generation. You are speaking for your generation. Um, No. Okay, Greg. I think that genre was a terrible left turn for the hip hop genre. What what year were you born? 1969. Okay, yeah, and you do like hip hop. You appreciate. I grew hip-hop. up. I grew up with it. I just went and saw KRS One. It's, it's the, the it's a great form of music, and <clears throat> once some of those Limp Biscuit type bands started coming around, it really gave it a, it gave it a bad bad name. And a lot of people, like some of our coworkers, yeah. hate rap, and they don't really know what they're. Yeah, because they don't know the history. And why would they? Because in the early days, it wasn't mainstream. Yeah, it seems like rap rock doesn't work well. It doesn't. I don't know why. I mean, rap can put rock a little bit in, and it kind of works, right? With with a sample. Yeah. 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 Well, I just I just want all you fans out there to know. um, Email us at idiotextguide at aol dot (laughs) com, because Paul wants to know all of your birthdays. Yeah. Now listen, (laughs) I do want to know your birthday. but uh, we are talking nothing but Radiohead right yeah. now. So uh, the other songs that, that year, Kryptonite, Pink, Madonna, Janet Jackson, Christina Aguilera. I don't see anything there's, by there's nothing, nothing by Radiohead. And guess what? You learn about this album, Kid A. They sp- specifically said, you know what? We do not want to have a hit. Literally. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you guys are upset. I mean. I'm saying, is that where the pretentiousness starts and the hating on Radiohead? Well, I just. First off, I feel like I sound very loud. Yeah, let's tinker with some things here. Second, I mean, this is this is pop music charts that we're looking at. Radiohead's clearly not pop music. True. So true. Um, is everything okay in the studio? Okay. 
All right. Um, so let me just get back to a little history here. The band was having a bit of a rough time recording this album, and there was questions that they actually might break up. According to the uh, historian of the band, Mac Randall, he says, you know, there's, there's sort of a pattern that emerges here. Band enters the studio, band falls apart, band takes stock of itself and shifts gears, band recovers and finishes the album. Though we did talk a little bit about that with uh, the Benz and OK Computer, but it was worse this time. And they, they didn't want to make OK Computer 2. That was like out of the question, but it's like where to go from there. Ed O'Brien, I think this is funny. He's the, the guitar player, and he's like the most quoted in this book, Exit Music. That's where I get most of my quotes from. Um, he's He wanted to do – he didn't want to do like a prog rock. He's like, let's go do like a more pop um, – I don't know if it was Matchbox 20, but something with nice-sounding mm. guitars and doing something snappy. So he wanted to go away from this like more computer you know, loops and – uh, techno and even like the prog rock thing uh and tom was the of the other sort he actually oh what's the quote i have in here where he says um he hated uh he hated melody he he uh he says i completely had it with melody i just wanted rhythm all melodies to me were pure embarrassment uh, i mean i get i kind of get where he's coming from he he wants to do something that's like asymmetrical um not fit to a formula and that's that's definitely where i think that they're going that's yeah he actually said that he was listening to a lot of the uh aphex twin you ever listen to them yeah yeah this is you like them you can tell these next two albums are heavily influenced or the other way around i didn't really look at and he he liked the um synthetic unearthly sounds and like as you said uh unorthodox song structure but they were worried that um, so the other people in the band were like kind of took a place in between those two. They were like the, the polar opposites. Um, they had a lot of arguing, a lot of yelling. Uh, and, and it became a situation where you might not be able to play on this song. You know, you might not be able to. There might not be a bass on this. There might not be drums. And, um, you know, thoughts. Okay. So when you when they when you quoted the fact that. He said that he didn't want any rhythm that really shows on Kid A, especially like for almost all the songs. Um, the idiot tech, like you know, that's just a that's a base that's a basically a beat with synthesizers. That's and a Tom weird York. song. Yeah, it's it's a, it's yeah, it is weird. Um, then the f- first song, everything in its right place, Kid A. There's almost no change. It's just yeah. Tom York singing. Yeah, it's actually, we'll get into that, but how they splice up his words and make it all weird-sounded and stuff. Um, so they kind of had this, like, what do you call come-to-Jesus meeting. They're all talking it out. And eventually, Ed kind of says, you know what? I still want to be in this band. I'm willing to, like, not just be a jerk and kind of make this happen. So Tom, he's having some mental health issues, but he's still, like, he's listening to a lot of his DJ music. He was a DJ at the time, into techno music. He comes with, like, okay, I have, like, 40 or 50 songs. And they're like, what do we do with these songs? Um, they're not even songs. They're like just loops and bleeps and, and stuff like that. And uh, they then actually start to work on them. And they'll have things like nine versions of one song. And the band's getting, you know, they're kind of getting into it. But I think like, you know what? Nine versions. 
what version of the podcast are we on here? Like we've been in the studio for what seven hours. This is the this is our this is our fourth run through this. You yeah. know, I haven't seen my I've family. Su- I sweat through all my clothes. I haven't seen my wife and kids in like you know several yeah. several days. We're just opening up tuna cans and just. We got to get this podcast yeah. right. We're going to do it right. Yeah, I mean, good lord. Um, this is our this is our big pink. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, Ed starts, and then it's funny. Like Ed starts posting stuff on a Radiohead's website, and he's just being blatantly honest. Like, yeah, um, more discouraging news. Like, we don't really have any songs written yet. We just have a lot of loops and programming. We're trying to focus and get a song done. Um, eventually, they get over uh, some of this stuff, and they break into two camps where one's just doing like loops and programming and then the other is doing uh what is what do i say um the other one goes over and then lays more sounds over that and plays with whatever the loops and sequencing they're doing um one of the members of the band says you know this is the most weed i've ever smoked in my life it was so much it was the only way to get through chaos which that doesn't sound like to me like a way to get through the chaos but so be it um and uh the thing I wonder is, like, other bands have done electronic music like Depeche Mode. Right. Probably the best. Uh, is Depeche Mode the best electronic band? That's no. rock. No. Greg, our senior. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I, I'm not a big Depeche Mode guy, but I don't know. I'm not one to speak on electronic music necessarily. I wasn't really a big – I have no problem with it, but I didn't listen to very much of it. Yeah. I mean, do you My think eighties th- and early nineties were all hip hop and hair metal bands? Yeah. I don't have any electronic music. Do you consider knowledge. this kid a like electronic music? Yes, and I love the album. I know we're not there yet. No, we'll, you, you go ahead um, and say it. I've always been the kind of person, back when I was a teenager listening to all my hip-hop and my rock albums and i was the, the guy who my friends didn't know but i would be in my room listening to violent femmes yeah. on my headphones because i thought it was great music so i've always been interested in different kinds of music yeah. and where where albums or where bands go and what directions they go and i i listened to okay computer a lot when it came out and i thought kid a was a brilliant direction because i was always interested in bands pushing their yeah. boundaries and changing I think that's important. And and challenging their fans and the real fans stick with it and try to figure it out. And the people who want to hear a hit fall to the wayside. And I don't think they care about them that much. Yeah, I think the two bands that I relate this album to are uh, Metallica and U2. I was going to bring up U2 because Joshua Tree to Octung Baby is just like... Okay, yes. computer to Kid A and Zuropa. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're the same. Go ahead. Zuropa after Octung Baby is just like Amnesiac. For sure. To, so I think maybe they were, maybe Tom York was paying attention to some of that because that yeah. made a lot of U2's fans angry, but I think those were two of their best albums. No, because they were pushing themselves and challenging themselves. Two of their best albums. I know everyone loves a classic U2 and everyone loves a classic Benz and OK oh, Computer. Okay, when I say everyone, I mean everyone except Jake. Yeah, right, um, right. But I thought those two albums, because, and I know they are more mainstream than Radiohead was, yeah. and they had more hits, and radio play because of their history. Right. But those two records are, I think, Octung Baby and Zuropa are genius albums. Sure. In the same way, you could argue that Kid A and Amnesiac are in that neighborhood. Right. No, and you two kind of reinvented themselves, which both of those albums, and I, this is where the metal community are a bunch of jerks and just so uh, 
they're not flexible, I think. But when Metallica came out with Load and Reload, everyone thought they were a bunch of, like, getting wimpy and all that stuff. I think there's actually really good songwriting and songs on there. And it's to me, it's like it's okay for a band to evolve. Then they like the backlash of that was like, oh, we got to go back to doing metal like how we used to. Now they just sound like to me a parody of themselves, and it's not good, Jake. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not good to just hear the same thing over and over again. If you like that, then I mean, no offense, but you're kind of boring. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I mean, Metallica's first three, four albums are great. Whatever. There's the pop album of Metallica, Metallica. Then they pr- pr- produce those two um, more hard rock, but there's some experimental stuff on it. And I think the songwriting is strong enough. And then everything after that is just, here's a cool riff. Liam, I know you have strong thoughts. Maybe don't. Well, I was going to say one more thing. Go ahead. Regarding what we were just talking about. Um, you don't want to hear OK Computer again. No. And if you do, you're a you're a you're a, boring. A boring. No, you're not a boring person. You probably are, but you're looking for a hit, <laughs> something that you're familiar with, yeah. versus being pushed. And I think, again, like Octane Baby and Europa Kid A and Amnesiac, pushed even further because the song structures weren't there. Like they, you two always. Yeah. They're never going to go away from having a song structure. They, yeah. The record company would kill them, and right. I think they would all suffer heart yeah. attacks or something. Yeah. But well, also. It's another thing that just because a band does go in a different direction and makes you challenges you uh, and, you know, your listening capabilities, you don't have to like it. Yeah. And there are certainly some things coming up with what? with Radiohead that you don't have yeah, to like. Yeah. Like ACDC is the classic example that everyone talks about of like just doing the same thing over and over again. Right. And people like it. And I'm, it works fine. And they, and they their last few years, they filled stadiums. Yeah, yeah. They sales for them. It it becomes a paycheck. Also with ACDC, they have such a distinct sound, though. It's like their sound is so distinct. I think it's okay to to do that. Where like, um, I don't know the the band the other bands we're talking about, Radiohead or Metallica. Um, I I actually think about Depeche Mode. They they haven't been as popular. They've they've kind of doing the same thing, but still playing around with electronic stuff. Their best album is probably the one where they went more rock violator and uh, songs of faith and devotion where they brought some guitars in. But anyways, yeah, let's um, get into this. When you ready to get into the uh, album. Yeah. Okay. So the first song, this is everything in its right place by me, actually in the hospital, <laughs> In the hospital auditorium, not the auditorium, but the where the paintings are, the little lobby there. And uh, I snuck down there on my lunch break and played this just for this show. So I don't think you're allowed to play it, but I do it anyways. So what a great pre- piano vamp. And we know Liam knows what a piano Bye vamp you. is. Here we go.
The author of the uh, the book I'm reading says when he went to this show, the, the I want to say viewing, but it was the listening party. There was like 600 people press that they played this. They put these 3D headphones on. There was like images up front. When the song came on, people were like kind of into it. And then they kept waiting for the guitars and the drums to kick in. And at the end, everyone was kind of like bewildered. Like, what is this album about? But yeah. I think this song is freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I love this song. Thoughts? I think it's a great opener. Um, you know, it's it kind of like shows you what is about to come. And this is totally different from OK Computer. Um, where it's like OK Computer was where they came out of their shell and became this new radio head, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, and then this album, it already starts off like above that. Yeah. And it feels like it's transcended what they were. And uh, every time I hear that, it just gets me really excited for yeah. the rest of it. I, I would like to s- you, you could say it's a statement. Give me a second. It's a statement song to start off that way. Yeah. But like any song would have been a statement because it's not like there anyone is like the old songs. No. Um, Greg. I found interesting when I listened to this. Closure to the mic, Greg, please. When I listened to this the other night, I Closer. found it interesting that um, I think his lyrics have always been like any writer have always been frameworks but this album his lyrics are very bare bones and they're very repetitive Mm -hmm. and it it requires closer listening sure more appreciation it's it's headphone music Okay, that's a critique that that's we need not to. We need to. I sort of agree and I disagree. That can be described for literally anything, Liam. Like if you you say something's headphone music, if it's complicated, it's, you can just listen to it and you'll be fine. Tom Petty is not headphone music. Okay, that's a that's a decent argument. <laughs> Thank you. But <laughs> checkmate. Yeah. Anything uh, can be headphone music. That's just what I'm saying. Whoa. It's all. Wait, did this is is this the one that won the Grammy for music artwork? Very possible. That's why I brought these vinyl yes, yes. copies of these um, two albums. Oh, along. so Greg just brought out the actual physical album, um, and they did win Grammy for best alternative album. Um, I thought it was this one that won for artwork, or was it OK Computer may have won well, for that one? And I can say one more thing. Yeah, with Liam and I, these are we listen to a lot of vinyl like all the cool yeah. hipsters do. Mm, here we go. Oh, yeah. But. Warmer sound. I have. It's warmer. And it's, you can argue <laughs> you that. You feel the emotion. That's not. Digital sounds cleaner and better, but there's. Some, we're not going to. This is That's an argument for another day. However, Kid A and Amnesiac, which Liam's sister so kindly picked up for his 16th birthday a couple weeks ago, sound great on a big sound system. But. It's not background music. Yeah, okay, so that's where I'm going to say the background music or the headphone. I think there's an argument. What Jake is saying, I think that it's somewhat true. I was listening to these two albums a lot the last week, and you just enjoy them way more when they're on your headphones and you're hearing a lot more, or with a nice sound system. When you're doing the laundry and you're running around the house, the Benz is on. You're like, yeah, this is great, you know. But uh, even okay, computer. But with this, there's so much little nuance. You have to be immersed. I mean, there's. This, I'm going to talk about a couple songs here that I was like, I, nah. I think. 
Go ahead. I think being immersed is a great thing if you have the time. You listen to, again, Octung Baby, Zoot Ropa, any of those great records. Get that microphone. He- Just hold he- it Headphones are awesome, and but, but close listening doesn't have to be in your headphones. Well, let's... This is my first time really digging into them. Yeah. So. Is there like a, is there an ice there's cream an truck ice cream outside? Truck. <laughs> okay. Can we right take back. a brief intermission? I'll be right back. Yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. Um, I want a Neapolitan ice cream sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I want so, a coffee ice cream okay, sandwich. Okay, so uh, we all agree this first song is awesome. I, I just, Liam, like the first song. Okay. So what, what stands out to me the most about this song is the fact that Tom York pulls 20 different samples of just his voice. Yeah, I'm glad is, you're mentioning this. Which, is, which, yeah. is, which, is, which, is, which works extremely well, just, just because the, there's the reason... Well, no, this isn't the reason for that, but... A, a well, what, they did was, what he did was he wrote a bunch of lyrics, then he put them in, uh, like in a hat and pulled them out. Like That's how a lot of these in these two albums were, where they spliced up the lyrics, and then he even did that with his voice, and he... Very disoriented, yeah. which is part of the idea. Yeah, that's I just what you, that's what you want from your music. To be mm-hmm. confused I mean, I just think though this on its own, you don't even need he- this. Doesn't need uh, close listen. This song is so good at its own, and just to prove that, there's two jazz guys that I love, Brad Meldow and um, uh, Robert Glasper. They cover this song, and I almost think it's better. But it, like to me, this is almost a classic standard, like in Ten Thousand Years, <laughs> like this one. Well, I don't know. You know, in 100 years, it'll be, still be just like, uh, what's the one uh, song that everyone, uh, Joplin, Scott Joplin songs. You know what I mean? Maybe it's not that good. but And I let me finish this because I'm not trying to denigrate Jake's headphones oh, argument. Shit. No, because, please, I, please. because I love listening to music on headphones with our. But he's saying it in a pejorative way. I don't think he was. Were you? No. Okay. Hmm. Well, I think it's great on headphones, but I've learned with our recent purchase of these vinyl copies on a good sound system with no laundry in the background. Right. You're listening to music, it sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, let's get to the next song. The next one is, so we all like this one. I might be controversial here. Here we go. Like, uh, I think uh, 
I'm just going to go first here. I think this is one of the weaker songs on the album. I agree. And I, agree. I, I have toyed with this. So I like to do this thing where I re-sequence albums in my head. And um, I've gone back and forth on this um, that I think maybe Idiotech would have been better as number two because Idiotech is such a great song we'll get to. But um, this song, I used to not like it that much, but as the song goes on, it gets better and better. If it was just this little weird part and then his voice, but then the drums come in, there's more stuff, there's that white noise at the end that's great. Um, still not one of my favorites, but I would say it's an okay song. I, I definitely Thoughts? think it's a little weaker on the album. And a lot of these songs are really good. I mean, if you listen to this, you know that I probably don't do any background research at all. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious about this. The beginning of this song, it kind of sounds like a, like an old school like children's music. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything to that? You know, I don't know about that. I know he like there was the auto tune on his voice. The other thing I want to say on this song is that I think this is like the statement song because of all. This is such a weird song that they were like. You didn't like everything in its right place. Well, guess what? Here's more. This is like even more. I can um, imagine uh, the listening party response to this like song. What in they're, the heck? They're all like, "This is headphone music." <laughs> like, like national anthem. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so my thoughts on this song. It is my. I'm being very specific about this. It is. It is my third favorite song in the album, just because no, it, it's not special. Like technically, really, it's like. You layer things, then you take off layers, then you add some more, and then so, uh, some bass. Like this right here is awesome. End. This is cool. Yeah. But what what I feel what I this is entirely opinion opinion based. I'm going to stress that very That's what the much. Show is, baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but right now, I am stressing this like do it to you. Love this song. Yeah, you love it. Like, because just I like the way that they were that they were able to make a song very very like simple in ooh, nature. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yep, simple in it. Simple in nature. By you have we have maybe eight layers. His voice, dr- like dr- drums, like drums, drum, the MIDI, um, right? Um, some other things. And just, all they all they really do is add and take away. Jake, did you like this as a track two? Uh, yeah, I did. It kind of felt like a little bit of a continuation from the first song. Yeah. Uh, got a little weirder. Um, See, this is where national. So national anthem is the third song. This is okay. Let's just play this. I don't want to talk about this one too much, but where have we heard this before? Mm, I recognize this. All right. So this is the intro for our song, our show. Um, We've all heard it. This is a great song, obviously, right? No yes. one's going to say this is a bad song. And this is where I think that probably you would think they would sh- they should lead off with this, maybe. It's a real crowd pleaser. The end, it's even that, even saying that, though, there's a lot of weird saxophones. The song is maybe even too long at 552. Greg, you're shaking your head. Not too long. I think it's a great song. I think the horns coming in justify its length because they're they're an important component of it and I think without them it's just a continuation of the headphone music argument I think it gives it a lot more dynamics and punch I think especially with the way the album ends on that weird jazz note with the horns 
I the can song. Kind you mean of the song ends, or the album? The album. Okay. I kind of feel like you have a good point where you said that this might have been a good opener because it would have opened. Yeah. With those horns, a lot of energy close too. with them. I Jake, think that would have been kind of uh, Greg. You, you're, you're. I think you're thinking of amnesiac ending with the weird horns. Shit. It's okay, but it's the same. But same, same principle. Same principle. So this is a great song. We all love it. The bassline's awesome. Liam, you love it. Yeah. I would say it is. It is. Like, this is one it, they play live. The, it, yeah, this is a a memorable a, a memorable moment of this album. Oh, for sure. Just 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 the the. Just the bass that's un- that's pretty unexpectedly loud, but drives the song forward, as well as Tom's lyrics speaking about how the country something's in fear or whatever. It, it just Good song. Chugging along until. All right, song. next song we are getting into. Greg. Last thing, Liam's a bass player, so he's always listening to the bass. I mean, lines. this and is I, a great. And yeah. I feel like national anthem sounds like a guitar song, but the main drive is the bass. And right. If you, and if you're not a musician or you're not paying close attention or reading the liner notes, you don't know it because it sounds like a guitar. And do yourself a service and watch the Saturday Night Live performance in 2000 of this song and Idiotech. Um, Tom looks like he's having a seizure on both <laughs> songs. Johnny Greenwood looks like a mad scientist with his like playing with. C- cables and bebops and stuff like that. I can say it, one extremely intense performances on both. Almost a side note, back to Kid A. They've been playing that song sporadically during this short summer tour. Yeah, and it's it's a. I haven't listened to the recordings, but it's they take it to a completely different place. Interesting. So let's hope for this show that we are all we'll going see to see. It. Yes. Okay. Next song is. How to Disappear Completely. And what I know about this one is that they, this was an early song that they had finished. And it was one that they sort of unified around and they're like, okay, now we know how to write songs with this album. So, uh, oh, here we go. Sorry. Let's play a little bit of it. Can's opening in this song, how they do that. <laughs> okay, so some of the things I know about this one is um, Michael Stipe was a pretty good friend of uh, York, and he had a hard time with stage fright and would just sometimes not want to be playing, and so Stipe said something to a f- to the effect of, um, just try to dis- disappear, disappear completely. And um, so my thought, I think this is a, a pretty good song. I think I appreciate it always more with headphones or a good sound system. The bass mm. line is great in the Definitely back. Definitely not headphones. Okay. No, I'm, I'm You're in, you're in I'm on this joking. song. Full, okay. <laughs> so the bass line's bouncing up and down. That's complicated. I like that weird, eerie sound. Um, it's a little bit of a drone, uh, but it's a good, I think it's good placement and uh, a pretty good song. Okay, this is my second favorite song in the album. For the reason being is that in an interview with Tom York, I may I, I'm pretty sure this is what he said is that he tried he tried to base the feeling and atmosphere of a song on a dream he had 
about how he was basically an apparition floating through nice. the place that the place that he was is his city where he was from. Yeah. And and I think the song captures that almost perfectly, like with the uh, the, ver- the the soft, subtle, and yet powerful uh, acoustic guitar in the background, and his and his voice seeming as if he's not focused. Yeah. And it's just kind. It just. Mo- this could have around. been at the end of like OK Computer, though, right? I mean, I'm not saying that's there, a bad there's, thing. There's some overlap with these records. There, there sure. may have been, but that's a, the product, production would have had to be a little bit different. You like the song? We all like this song, or J- uh, Jake? Yeah, you know, I no, I I've ragged on a lot of the slower songs, a lot of the acoustic songs they've had on the you know past three albums up until this point, but I think this song's beautiful. I love it. You know what's weird? This is a long song with a repetitive verse chorus, but it doesn't seem to get boring. And uh, (laughs) this is a funny comparison, but um, the Metallica song Unforgiven, which I think is a pretty good song, is like a minute and a half too long. And um, I think that's like a five and a half minute long song. And I think this, for some reason, I think because the weird stuff they're doing makes it not boring. Liam, you have an unforgiven comment? I do no, but I, I do believe the reason that it that it feels like it's not boring is because they have they have an entire person that's dedicated to atmosphere. And yeah, I think with, Ed does a lot of that, or yeah, it's and, Johnny. I don't know. They, and they switch a little bit of that. The fa- the fact that that the or- that an orchestra of violin of mostly high pitched um, instruments fades in and out. While 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 the band just keeps playing, yeah. I feel like that adds a lot to it, even though it's not. Here much. is the thing: we're going into the next song, and this is a real different song called "Tree Fingers." Okay. Oh boy. Brian, you know oh music boy. for airports. Okay. I love it. Listen. All right, what's going on, Radiohead? No, I love this. It's Zambian. It's it's interlude. It's it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. This, this, on, their... on the previous, this Moonshape Pool tour has been going on since 2016, and this is probably the last leg of that tour until the show. We're until this leg, they've been introing. I'm sorry, entering and exiting the stage to this song. Okay, it's fine. It's not a but song not anymore. But that's fine. But to this. <laughs> to this headphone music, it so it, ha- it serves its purpose, and you'd wonder if they maybe put it on. It probably doesn't belong on an album. I think it's a good like palate cleanser if there's a lot of like stuff sorbet. going on, like um the uh, fitter happier. Like this, this is the most negative that you've been. Yeah, so I mean, far. Uh, yeah, well, and this is one of my most favorite songs. It's <sighs> Liam. We're not going to spend too much time on this. Okay, so I know. Don't have a I'm sorry. Quick thing. This, this is this this is just a better version of Fitter Happier, even though it's, it's very not different. better. Fitter it, Happier is political. It's uh, it's very dense. There's a lot going on. I, I don't have a. Okay, we're all. Re- Listen, this is a great album, I think, for the most part. But it's the fifth song, and you you're burying some really gems. Okay, let's go to the next one, and I'll we'll go back to Tree Fingers. Why I think it's a problem. Okay, optimistic.
this is, um, let's skip ahead. I just want to get a little bit of a... Okay, initial thoughts on this one. I feel like this probably could have been the, f- the first single off of it. Yes, and we talked, I didn't know if I mentioned this before, but they literally had no singles yeah. on this album. But th- th- this is the first one where I actually think it could have been. Yeah, I th- yeah, because it's like there's a hook a little bit in it. Yeah, you can understand what he's saying. He's His voice is clear. There's guitars, it's drums, you hear a lot of instruments. It's the first, what you could argue is conventional song right. on this record. Laundry, there are, there it's a laundry doing song. Are, there aren't, <laughs> there aren't many songs on this album like that, but I think, it's, I think yeah. it's a great song. It's a great message. I think it fits in this era as far as this message than yeah. it did in 2000. Of course, you could nothing changes that much. Yeah. But I'd really like to help you, man, but you're not going to. It's obvious he's not going to help you. He's right. too busy. Um, and just to go back to Tree Fingers, which is 346. <laughs> that was too long. I mean, it's, it's a minute of that, but okay. Just wanted to point that out. So we go into Optimistic. This is, I think, a decent song. Liam, you like it? This is an okay song. Okay. It's, I mean, it's... it's, it's Liam says it's okay. The thing is, it actually blends really nicely with... You can't really separate this song from In Limbo because the end no. of In Limbo. So let's go to In Limbo. You know what? I'm going to do something... Should have went from the end. No, because here's the end of Optimistic, which, if you think this song's okay... Then like, yeah. So the end of Optimistic has this weird. To me, this is like, hey, we can still play some little no, guitar. This, we can play our instruments. This reminds me of straight 1970s kung fu movie. And it's like 30 seconds. Yeah, of this. I love it. Then let's listen to In Limbo. appropriately placed it's not like a huge hook but a lot of stuff going on kind of reminds me of a song on their new album called or the one on little by little but anyways you know that song greg yeah okay greg shakes his head yes liam okay this is my favorite song in the album why is that why why is it okay so how is it how this how i feel all right this song in limbo, there, okay. I'm sorry. I need to gather my thoughts. Greg, why do you like this song? I think it's a, it, it's yet another song on this record. It has a similar feel, <laughs> and I love this album. But this one, I I start to fade out a little bit with. Now my point is, back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier. When you talking about the endings of songs, yeah. and I keep talking, I'm an anti phone culture type guy 
You're an anti-what? Phone culture. Oh, yeah, yeah, guy. for sure. I know your texting is awful. And the reason... <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay. The reason that we started buying vinyl is so I could slow Liam down and sit and listen to albums because if you are yeah. skipping tracks on a record like this, you're missing yeah. the good stuff, like the the endings of songs, yeah. the, 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 For sure. the fades in, fading in and out, and that's what my daughter does. She skips, 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 and that's what Liam was doing, and he still does on Spotify, but when we listen to records, you can't, you can't do yeah, that yeah. unless you destroy my... Okay. Records. All right. The reason this is my favorite song in the album because I am a sucker for atmosphere and how they they build they build the song basically is is why it's my favorite. Just like you feel you feel like I like it. We gotta move the next one. All right. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm gonna build this one up because I have a little story about this song and this is kind of what got me into Radiohead. Um, back into Radiohead. So in the year 2000. I don't know where you guys were all in your life. I was at the University of Pittsburgh. I was getting ready for 9-11. <laughs> getting ready for 9-11. I love that. No one's ever said that. You, you knew it was coming. You were oh, getting yeah. ready. He might, he might want to lie to you. No, I didn't. So the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is to tell this story. So we're doing all the albums just so I can tell this story. Gear up. So here we go. So it's the year 2000, and I am living in South Oakland in, an, in a house where there's people that live above me. I live on the first floor. There's one entrance in. There's a complete fire hazard. Disgusting. Bad carpeting. Anyways. House. Yeah. So this guy up, up above me would play this particular song, Big Weed Head, and he gambled on football. Weed. That's all he would do. He would just smoke weed all the time. Weed I'm sorry. <laughs> is, that a, is that a pejorative way? No, I, I, there are better things to call them. Okay. I mean, he. I think he didn't go to class a lot. He smoked a lot of weed. And he would uh, bet on college football and win or win a lot of money than lose. He would play Idiotech all the time. But when you're listening to it from down below, always you hear is like this swoon and the beat. Like a drone. You don't hear the lyrics. So I have like this thing. It, like I'm like, I, I kind of really like the song. I didn't know what it was. It was techno or what the heck was going on. He would just play it all the time, all the time. Finally, I went upstairs and I heard the song and I was like, what? is it like who is this band what is this radiohead and so that's when i really kind of started to get into radiohead with this one and i think we have to agree this let's just listen to it because it's so freaking weird Huge fan of this song. Yeah. One of my favorite Radiohead songs. I sometimes have this song in my head. The weird, like, uh, you know, women and children first. Just bizarre. I, there's still nothing like I've ever heard this song before. Yeah, just put it on loop. I'll listen to it over and over and over again. I don't even know why it's good. <laughs> this is a song where 
probably going to hear live, and I have to tell you, I think these Kid A and Amnesiac songs, if we get some, and I know their set lists, of course, change, are going to surprise you live. I think it's going to be different. They're yeah. going to be, it's going to be dance music, but heavy duty if, dance music. Yeah, if you watch the um, Saturday Night Live version of the song, I mean, it's insane what Tom York looks, it's almost bewildering and like weird how he sings the song, but he puts, because there's so much breathing he has to do to sing these words. I can say that part of why I loved this record and Amnesiac with the electronic element very short story. You're probably regretting inviting me. I know because I'm very long-winded. I, I, I did regret it. <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I'm just so, go ahead. I, I, so anyway, Idiotech. When I worked, when I went to school at Robert Morris College, my roommate was a DJ, and we would go to Stedifords in the North Side, and he would pick up yes. German CDs, Serious Beats, Volume One, Volume Two, Volume Three, Volume Four, and it was kick ass. What are they called? Crock rock or something? Serious techno. Yeah. No lyrics. Well, maybe lyrics, but it was the, the real deal. And I think Radiohead, not that they're real techno, it pulls from some serious No, you're you're absolutely complex right. Complex techno. There's type a thing music. called it's crowd. not just dance. Music. No, no, you're right. There's um they say that uh kraut rock, a broad genre of experimental that's different, rock. Different. That's that's Germany. rock. This is all Techno. This was club music from Europe. Okay. Okay. In the in the early '90s, and it was mid '90s, and it was, it, I loved it, and it surprised yeah. me that I did, and I start to feel. I'm, this is the first time I've made this connection, actually. So yeah. I'm very glad I'm sharing it with Good. Your, I'm, your audience. The audience is really getting. I a can joy. tell they are, but <laughs> um, I think they their attempt at this, and if you want to call it an attempt, I think they're reaching deep into some, some well, real this complex is, stuff. Well, and, and, th and this is a song where I think um, it's so great that bands experiment like this, because even if this album sucked and you produce like one or two great songs like this that are like nothing, like no one has produced a song like that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's totally worth it. Sorry, Liam, we're skipping you. Unless you... <laughs> You, or Jake, Jake and uh, Liam, did I, we? I, I, um, I'll sit out for a little bit. Okay, we just got to get moving here. So, um, Liam, you hate the song? No, I love it. Okay, actually. he likes. Okay, okay. So then we get to uh, the next song is Morning Bell. So I think we're not going to play too much of this because we got to get moving. This song, uh, I think, is one that you appreciate more. I, I think it's well-placed at the end of the album. Pretty good. Nice bass. A little simpler. I think it's more accessible. It could have been maybe higher up if they wanted to please the fans. Um, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, what? Like, this could I, have been track I find three. this song, if there is a dull song on this album, I find this is probably my least favorite. Because it's like, it, it's actually more accessible. There's not as, it's just. It's not even about that, because I'm all about accessible, trust me. Okay. Some of the stuff that I listen to, I'm embarrassed as far as some. Name, pop. please name I one. I can't think of anything right now. Well, Taylor Swift? I. It's funny you say that, because I my daughter is going to her concert, and I don't have a problem with her. There's nothing wrong with I don't have a problem pop. with her. I didn't know you were rich. We don't listen. Everybody in this room a, isn't she's, into she's just... Uh, for the ticket, and they're not that expensive. Um, it's a birthday party. Anyway, I, I'm i all for pop and accessibility. Okay. However, this one just... And yeah. I, and well, I, I love the record as, as, a, as, a, as a whole. This one doesn't do anything Jake, for me. Jake, thoughts? I think it's boring. 
I like it. It's super happy, um, accessible. It's good. Where'd you park the car? Okay, I'm moving to the next one. Yeah. Motion. Did, oh, Liam didn't. I'll leave my song. Okay. Unless he loved that song. You love this song. MDZ is better than that. Uh, okay, yeah, because the second one. I think you're right. Um. So, motion picture soundtracks, the last one. It kind of closes the album. Feels like a closer. You want to listen to it, Greg? Let's do this. Okay, I think this is a pretty good closer. Yeah. Um, besides True Love Waits and The Tourist, I feel this is the best Radiohead closer out of their albums. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it, what's interesting is the uh, motion picture soundtrack they have another song called exit music, for, <laughs> music a for a film this, this is, does have a like cinematic song this is my favorite radiohead song is it down. i is love it? this song i love it red wine and sleeping pills it's like my daily routine <laughs> <laughs> no actually i was gonna say just kidding but i do this is i think this is the the operatic chorus the harps yes it's awesome it's a well, great I, but song. how about this this is a great very song unexpected too. in this Context. Well, I, what, what you said with the red wine and stuff, I do think it's a good song to put your headphones on, have a little bit of a buzz, and listen to it and enjoy. Yeah. It's what it reminds this, me this of. This heart where he's this note. Yeah, it's like. What it know. reminds me, this whole album's so strange and like neurotic and weird that this is like the coming down afterwards. I don't know if you've ever done. Like the hard drugs? Yeah. That's, I've, that's a great point. That's yeah. Exactly. I don't know if you've down. ever done hallucinogens or I've anything. I've never done but them. They are crazy for a long time and then you just you just need this so this is like, like a soft bliss landing, out period a nice soft, yeah soft landing okay all right so this is okay the next thing is the untitled thing there that song's really long no it's not it's, it's the other one. Long it's like, enough. It's like a minute no it's only three three twenty so this is untitled um it's just like it's again like tree fingers i like it it's fine it's yeah you don't, you don't need two tree fingers on the album. Why not? No, no. This is like, this is the part of the album that everyone gets done listening to it, Kid and a. they can talk over it. They're sitting in, you know, they've everybody drank eight beers. And yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. And you can sit there and just talk about what you Kid just heard. A, what's our thoughts overall? Do we like it? I think we mostly do. I ended up liking it a lot more than OK Computer, and I thought that, that was going to be wow. my favorite one. I definitely like it. Greg. Your comment, I just said you're insane and I'm wrong because, back to the U2 analogy, I liked Joshua Tree a lot, but I thought Octung Baby was an amazing album. So much better. So it's the same idea. I love OK Computer, but I think this is a lot better of a, of a, of a execution of a record. Yeah, Joshua Tree and Octoon Baby is a good argument because those are the two best that people do argue about, but... Liam, you like Kid A? Um, a lot. Yes, I like I like I like it almost as much as OK Computer. It's just it's just a little bit because I just I just like the sound of OK Computer a bit more. It's a little more raw. I'm a man about equality, and I think I like them equally. However, we still have not heard my favorite Radiohead album yet. 
Um, but we are going to do Amnesiac next, so um, hopefully we can uh, do that soon. Any final thoughts on this album, Jake? I already said I like it the best. Okay. All right. Sounds I'm gonna good. I'm going to go home and listen to it on Vine. All right. We are now going to go home. Uh, we're all going right now. We are all going to Iceland, and we are going to submerge ourselves in some hot springs with headphones and listen to Amnesiac. Oh. And we will be back here within a week. And we will listen to that album. All right. Thanks. Bye. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs,
the end of the song. Bye.